breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Uh, Mayor, good morning. Happy Monday. Good morning. Thanks for taking time to talk with us. We know uh, over the weekend they had the the big unit out front, the crime unit uh, downtown. Uh, And were there uh, additional police officers downtown more than usual? I believe that there were. I haven't gotten a full report yet. But they are beefing up patrols downtown. That's one of the efforts you're trying to. The chief and you guys have decided, hey, let's let's enforce the laws that are on the books. Let's show a presence. Well, I think it's important to show a presence. We're there are a couple things that we're doing. Uh, one, we're trying to encourage the uh, club owners and participants to uh, cooperate a little bit better than they have been, um, and because it's in everybody's best interest to. Resolve some of the activities that are going on going on down there. Uh, the city attorney's office is working on revitalizing the noise ordinance so that it is more reasonable and easier to enforce. So that that uh, there's just a lot of technical things that when we looked into it made it difficult made it difficult to enforce under the circumstances that we were finding. So. Uh, we continue to look for ways to uh, to look at how we might clean that situation up without adversely impacting uh, the operation of the clubs that are down there. Do you want clubs, as the mayor of the city, do you want clubs that are going to be able to have a an outdoor area where they can play music um, downtown? And but should that should the sound of that, how loud it is? be monitored and be acceptable to others around them? Well, I think all of them need to need to remember that there are other facilities that are nearby that that uh, I guess the best way to describe it is when my right to swing my hand ends at your nose. Right. <laughs> and, well, right. And there's uh, hotels downtown. There are residences downtown that are yes, affected although, even at 2 know, in the morning. We haven't had, um, I'm not aware of a lot of complaints by our residences, and I'm a little surprised that I haven't, but I haven't gotten a lot of complaints from, uh, from residents. It's mostly, uh, parking lot activity, uh, and, and some of that does not have to do with the, uh, with the nightclubs. So, uh, it's much more complicated than, you know, it's his club or her club or their club or whatever it is. It is much more complicated, and we're trying to address the situation holistically. I know that places like uh, Austin, Austin has a good neighbor program, for example, where you know everybody is supposed to um, is supposed to respect the ability of their competitors to engage in their business. Um, and so there are a number of things that we're looking at. The city attorney's office should be pretty close to a revision of that noise ordinance that will help. One other thing, you guys are also uh, giving out free cameras um, to residents. This is just not a downtown thing. This is a citywide thing. 
Operation Safe Neighborhoods and the, the application process, does it wrap up uh, today or tomorrow, correct? I believe it does, and I think it's 350 uh, ring doorbells. Uh, and they have to, they have to, um, agree to be tied into the real time crime center. In other words, it's not just for your own personal protection. It's there so that we can examine it in the event that we're trying to find somebody. And the funding for that is, um, coming from where? Uh, there's a hundred thousand dollars that was put aside. I can't remember where it came from. Okay. Are these designated specifically for uh, low-income, high-crime areas, or can anybody apply for one of the cameras? I believe anyone can apply for one of the cameras. Mayor, you have a public safety committee meeting tomorrow. The city council has called. Um, what are some things that you you and, and or the chief will be presenting that could be some new ideas that we should try to focus on uh, crime-fighting efforts and crime prevention? Well, the thing to remember is that, that mostly the police are in the back end of the crime issue. In other words, they are responders. Um, they're, they're not a whole lot they can do to prevent, prevent crime other than the idea of being afraid of, of, of uh, incarceration. And so uh, if, if the cameras assist, in identifying who the perpetrators are, then that's a good thing, and that might might cause a perpetrator to think twice. But the business that most law enforcement is in is once there's a crime, we focus on capturing the people who committed the crime. We're doing a very good job of that. We generally know who the people are, and we're making arrests pretty quick after these events occur. But the the... What causes the event and the, the distaste for each other and the, the territorial rights and all of those things, those come before, uh, before the police. And occasionally we do get intelligence because we're out in the community. Occasionally we do get an intelligence that will let people, let our people know that we need to beef up in a particular place and be on the lookout for somebody. And from time to time we do. Uh, prevent the loss of life. Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tom, I know in years past, in high traffic areas on the streets, sometimes, you know, departments would place a police car on the corner to deter speeding. And it would, you know, a lot of people would just see a police car and hit the brakes. Uh, could that same principle, what are recruiting efforts being done for the city of Shreveport? Because, I mean, the presence of an officer is going to, that is a, a, a it's a level of force, the officer's presence, um, and it's going to, it's going to deter crime. How, how are recruiting efforts being ramped up to try to get our 140 officer shortage, uh, replenished? Uh, we have asked the chief to come to, he has, in fact, uh, shaken up his recruiting people and uh, put Chris Bordelon and some other folks in, involved who are passionate about the about the recruiting process. And we have asked them to come up with a substantial budget where they will be going out and finding people that, uh, without just a, a tank of gas away, uh, mm-hmm. and being able to follow where young people will be, what 
part of the issue is that there's an 18 to 21 year old gap. Our our officers have to be 21, so you, you, know, you have to find the 18 to 21 year old groups, and they're not in high schools; they they finished high school. So, mm-hmm. it, but we know where they are, and we're going to be going to find them. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Talking with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Mayor, the last administration, uh, there was a, a contract awarded for uh, recycling services for the city of Shreveport. And, and we know how that turned out. Where are we on recycling today? Well, today we have not located a recycler that would, in any efficient, affordable way, uh, commit uh, curbside recycling. So we're continuing to look at other avenues of recycling and have not rolled anything out yet because we haven't found anything that we thought would be appropriate for our citizens. And we're still not being charged that fee of two fifty, correct? Correct. And we won't be until you do have a deal. Until we have a deal, that's right. Okay, the Curtis Jackson uh, fifty cent deal um, to lease the Millennium Studios and I believe the old Expo Hall. Um, have y'all reached an agreement on that? We're still in the process of going through that. Is there a concern, Mayor, that the strike in Hollywood by the writers and now the actors, et cetera, might slow his role down on that a little bit? That he might be, oh, wait, hang on, I'm not going to be doing productions anytime soon. A little concerned about that? I, I don't think that the uh, the actor strike, uh, given the circumstances that we're talking about, that the, the um, writers and actor strikes will have an adverse impact on the ultimate goal of uh, bringing in uh, television movie production capability to Shreveport. Have the repairs been made to Millennium? Uh, it was damaged. The flooring, I think, was damaged in the flooding. Has is, is that all been taken care of now? They're in process. Okay. How soon before you think you'll have the deal signed with uh, Mr. Jackson? I um, hate to put timelines time on things, but... I would hope to be that that would be soon. Mayor, along those same lines, a lot of excitement about the uh, the Rev Entertainment deal. I know we didn't talk about this before, but uh, are are we in the uh, the study phase of this? Is that where we are, and is that still moving forward, or or at least a possibility? Oh, it is still definitely moving forward. I have signed the contract with. Uh, uh, with Baker Tilly, uh, the consultant, and that will get underway, uh, now. We'll start moving a little bit faster, and, uh, Rev Entertainment is very definitely still interested in coming to Shreveport. So that, that deal is very much alive, and we're evaluating the due diligence in light, in light of the city's budget situation. Along those same lines, are we still in the legal tussle over tearing down Fairgrounds Field? Have we had any movement on that front? Uh, we haven't, uh, at the moment, I think we cleared away some debris, uh, and we have not chosen to pull the trigger on terminating on, on, we terminated the contract. So we haven't pulled the trigger on reorganizing that contract and getting it done. Uh, but uh, I would imagine that that will happen, uh, 
it just depends on how far into the rev deal we get. Mm-hmm. The two deals are not compatible. So right. um, the, the the further in the rev we get, the less we'll need any kind of fairgrounds field uh, deal. And, and all of our economic information indicates that we would be better off feasibility-wise. Uh, even if we didn't do the rev deal, we would be better off to uh, go to the ground up with a baseball stadium. Well, it's interesting you used the phrase "clean up the debris" because that was one of our questions. Uh, a lot of a lot of debris still on the side of the streets and neighborhoods from the trees and the damage from the storm. And one of the things that I wasn't expecting, uh, I've got a huge pile in front of my house. Was I can't mow. I can't mow around it. I've got high right. grass now uh, around the debris. What's the status on the debris pickup? Well, they started last week. They picked up uh, somewhere in the range of uh, 29,000 cubic yards of debris uh, in the week and began processing it. And I'm sure that there will be even more this week. And, now, I was told uh, somebody said that part of the problem was there was no place to take it, but that's not true, is it? No, no, no. We have a, we have a, a location out where the water sewer and public works were, are going to go, but, uh, but because we haven't started out there, we have long, uh, long access of uh, of concrete that we can use to do that. We got permitted to do that. It is out on West 70th Street. Are you going to use any of the debris as possible for resale later, people that might need it as mulch? I mean, is that an option yet? It it may be an option for the contractor. The way the contractor is written, it belongs to the contractor. Okay. And are they going to make... I, I understand they're going to make a second pass through the city and then a third pass if needed. Um, what kind of timetable have you given them? They have uh, they have 42 days. So their 42 days started last Monday. And you believe they'll be able to get through the whole city in that time frame? They believe that, and because they believe that, we believe that. <laughs> so just uh, tell folks you need to be patient. We're working on it, and it'll get picked up. And then we can yeah, roll under. Yeah, I know I, there was a big pile around the corner of my house that got picked up. In fact, I got myself up and got a few branches out <laughs> so <laughs> that it would get caught on the second on the second round because I didn't get it out there fast enough. <laughs> and we don't need to call them; they're just they're coming through. This, but don't put out things like refrigerators and stuff like that. Right. This is only for vegetative debris, right? That's exactly right. That's that's the only thing that we are permitted for in this new site where they're bringing it is vegetated debris. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault, thank you and hope you have a great week, Mayor. My pleasure. Thank you so much for starting my week off so well. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Sorry, yet. Are you alright? I'm down having there? an issue. One seven FM, seven ten kilo. Mike and McCarty. I, I got to ask you. I saw uh, a little bit of a social media brouhaha Uh-oh. about. I love uh, social media. I know. I know. Um, 
about backpacks this year for school. Okay. And I had already inquired with uh, Bozier and Caddo because people were talking about that some schools were now requiring clear backpacks. Right. I've heard that. Um, Yeah. And so I asked, is it a requirement at any particular schools? And both kind of said they did not really, they did not believe there was any kind of mandate, but it was a a left up to the school's decision. So, but yesterday I did see, uh, Broadmoor, was it STEM Academy? Right. Um, at the bottom of their school supply list, it says clear backpacks only. Is that, I mean, are, if you bring one that's not clear, are you going to get sent home? What, what are the consequences? I wonder. Interesting. If you don't have a clear backpack. Now, to me, here's my issue. Not a privacy issue because a, you know, a, a fifth grader doesn't have privacy. You know right, what I mean? Sure. And, and we know. Kids bring guns to school mm-hmm. and found it in the bedroom or yeah. whatever. Okay. My issue is a plastic backpack is not going to last like a good canvas cloth. Oh, absolutely. You know, that'll, that'll at least make it through the year. A oh. plastic's not going to make it. Pens and pencils will stick right through it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that, you got a good point about that. So I don't know. Are there other schools? That's what I'm asking. If you can message me on the uh, Shreveport Security Systems message board, are other schools requiring it? Have you heard it for your kid's school? Um, I don't know how widespread it is, but I did see it on the Broadmoor STEM Academy back-to-school shopping list. Clear backpacks only. So is this a trend? Is it new? Are we late to the party? I may be late to the party. I don't don't think it's new. No, but I haven't seen it required anywhere. Right. right. I've seen it kind of suggested, but I don't know. I, you know, now it looks like it's required, but what are they going to do if you don't have a clear one? I, I would, well, I would imagine they'd take it up. Yeah, I guess so. But then you have all these back to school supply drives. And they're giving out backpacks. Well, they're not giving out clear backpacks. I hadn't seen them doing it anyway. Right. I may be wrong. But, I mean, if kids are going and getting free backpacks because they need them, they can't afford them themselves, and then they don't have the appropriate one, or is somebody doing a clear backpack giveaway? I hadn't heard about it yet. If you are, let us know. Yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. let us know on the Shreveport Security Please. Systems message board. Free download with the Keel News app. 1017 Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I don't know why Greg Abbott doesn't throw his hat into the ring. I mean, yeah. I'm loving this man more and more. Yeah, he's gone. He's definitely taken it to the... I mean... We're going to the Supreme Court if we have to. Aaron, our own federal government is suing a state now mm-hmm. a state of the union for doing what the federal government is supposed to do and isn't doing mm-hmm. yeah. governor abbott says okay if you're not going to protect our borders we're going to do it right Right. And I love these buoys that they're putting in the Rio Grande. Yeah. You have to go around it. And they put them in the uh, shallow part of the river. Right. Where, where the, the people crossings. are crossing. 
and I mean, they didn't put it across the whole river. That that would right, be cost exorbitant. I mean, right. But they're putting it in the shallow areas, and so people are having to go. But then you have the other side going. Well, now you're making them go through the deep end, and so you're killing people, and you know you're well, uh, okay. the humanitarian. Here's how you solve that: Don't go into the river. Enforce go apply for citizenship yes. and come here legally. Enforce and the law. And then laws. I would love to have you mm-hmm. come be a come be a contributing member of our society. There's going to come a and time and assimilate into our culture. Yes, there's going to if if I'm governor of Texas, I might even you know if they're coming across the border illegally, I might automatically you know put them on a bus and send them to Chicago. Absolutely, send them to DC. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I really, I would be thoughtful of that. I really would be because I'm like, can Texas take any more in their budget? Well, that's what he's saying. He said, look, our resources have now been stretched so thin, we can't keep doing this. And the few hundred that he's sent you know, to Chicago and New York, that and they're freaking out. Mm-hmm. We can't afford this. Well, what do you think he's been doing for right, years right. now? We just can't ignore the law. We have a system. We have a process. We have to but use it. What does it. that tell you? What does that tell you about Biden's federal government now? That he's suing a state for trying to secure the border of their stop, state. Stop bringing. Stop. Stop. You know. Stopping those voters from coming in. Mm-hmm. No, they're not citizens, but we're going to give them free cell phones and health care and food mm-hmm. and housing and the right to vote. Yep. If states don't have their rights to protect their borders, then California can't have laws restricting guns that are different from other states. You know what I mean? <laughs> if states can't have laws to do what they want, then without you can't, federal yes, government interference, then you can't you can't have it both ways. Well, apparently they can. If it's their way, they can. Yeah, right. that's what it looks like, and then, and it's not it's not appropriate. And I, you know, Abbott says he's going to the Supreme Court on this. He says I'll go all the way if I have I to. I'm it. going all the way. I love it. I don't care. This is Texas. We have the right to protect Texas. We we have a border. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have a border, and yes. we need to protect it. Right. Exactly. This is an invasion. Mm-hmm. And states have rights, and and the Supreme Court's going to have to get in the middle of this one. And it. we all kind of know how that's going to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good right now. Supreme oh, Court's right. good. So well, okay. you get yeah. it there quickly. <laughs> and, and why is it good? Uh, because you have more conservative justices on and the court. And why is that? Hmm, because you've appointed more conservative justices. <laughs> Who did that? Trump did a bunch of them. Yes, he did. 1017 FM. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Coming up later this morning, by the way, Shreveport CAO Tom Dark is going to uh, join us and uh, talk about this uh, public safety revenue fund. Mm -hmm. They're creating a special fund that is going to be from the, you know, the Blue Line Solutions speeding tickets. And I want to find out about this because I really want them to install these in the school zone in which I live. Because I've actually watched people, Aaron, 
who are slowed down in the school zone mm -hmm. and some Yahoo speeds past them. I mean, yeah. goes around them. Right. And, and, and it's going 60 miles an hour down this residential street mm -hmm. during a school zone. Right. Right. And we talked about, I don't know if they're running radar anymore these days. The motorcycle units used to come. I mean, if, if they if they ran that school zone, they, they'd hit city budget <laughs> in a week. Well, they're bringing in a ton of money. And, he, and t after 8 o'clock... Tom's going to tell us more. Can we talk about it at like seven ten? Because I want to give you kind of a rundown of what they're doing. I, that, yeah, that'd um, be great. They're they're going to use a part of the money for um, public safety, but they're kind of scattering it among different funds. And Blue Line made some promises. You know, this program didn't get off to a good start. It got well, off to a very rocky start. It was the previous administration too, wasn't it? Well, I mean they. They didn't. Inst they agreed to it, but they didn't install it. They didn't make sure that the flashing lights were the were calibrated correctly. Okay. I mean, it was it was more blue line than anybody, but and and we're not blue line's first market. It's not like this. It's the first time they've come no, into a market. No, and that's why you know we need to make sure some of the lights would be flashing on days when schools weren't even in session and right. people were getting tickets. So they've they've tried to iron all that out, but they made promises too at the time. And I'm curious have they have they followed up? And the city is doing some things to make sure that when you appeal one of those tickets, you get heard. Because right now there's a backlog of folks waiting to be heard before the hearing officer. Still. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And so we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up after 7. But it's a, um, it's a new public safety fund that'll be using that money. But there's some concern about how much of that money will actually be there. And how they're going to use the money in the public safety fund. Because you can't really say we're going to spend it on A, B, and C when your needs may change in six months. You may need something else. You may find out, hey, we our patrol cars are breaking down. We need to buy more patrol cars. Well, and the funding may be X amount your first year, but it may not be that same amount. Right. That's part of the problem, too. And and I want to talk a little bit about that when we get back right about 710 because it's a, it's a pretty big change on how the money's being used. And um, a lot of it is going to help the police department. Mikey McCarty, 1017 F. One oh one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Uh we've got Tom Dark going to join us next hour. This time, next hour, mm -hmm. uh gonna talk about this uh, special public safety revenue fund. Mm -hmm. Um my question on the um blue line solutions sec uh, not security but speed zone school zone cameras. Mm -hmm. There were there were going to be three phases. And phase one was a few school zones, the initial school zones in the high high traffic areas, mm -hmm. like on Line Avenue at Bird. Right. And, and those. And then phase two and then phase three, eventually encompassing all the school zones in Caddo Parish. Yep. That was my understanding. Mm -hmm. Am I incorrect? Um, yeah, it looks like phase two has already been implemented. I'm not sure when phase three is going to move. But there were so many issues in phase one. People getting tickets like on Saturdays, you know, or, it, it, you know, when school zones weren't open. 
the lights were flashing or the lights weren't flashing during school hours. Mm-hmm. Or the clocks were off a bit. So if you came through there at one fifty eight. You got a ticket when it shouldn't have started until 2. two right, and right. so the calibration was off, and people were really ticked. And they were like, I wasn't through there at 2 o'clock. I went through there before 2 o'clock. So, so because of those issues, from what I understood, then they put... They put the new, the other phases on hold. Are I, they are they still planning on rolling out to all the school zones in Caddo Parish? As I understood it, they would all be in in place by this year. I don't know if that's happened. Well, it I hasn't happened on in the school zone where I am. They also pledged because um, as the previous administration was leaving office and the new one was coming in, you could ask every council member going out and coming in. And the mayor, what's the number one complaint you're getting? And it was from these speed zone tickets. They were getting hundreds of calls from people who got these tickets and were challenging them, saying, I didn't go through there during school zones, or the lights weren't flashing, or I had no knowledge of this, and, you know, I I need a break. And if you receive a ticket, it's going to be from something that happened a week ago or, or longer. Exactly. It's not like it just, you know... You you got stopped by the police and you go oh no 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 that wasn't working so it's not two o'clock yeah it's 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 going to be you're going to have to mem- remember were yeah. you there through that time were you you know you're going to have to know exactly when you were through a school zone at what time but you're saying there's a backlog of of these complaints now that haven't even been addressed yet there's a backlog to go before the hearing officer and now the city is proposing hiring more hearing officers to get rid of the backlog. Where you can present your case to the hearing officer. And, and what the deal is, the $50 fee you have to pay to go before the hearing officer. And that is going to be refunded to you if, you know, you're proven to be correct. But wait a um, minute. The city is going to hire, shouldn't Blue Line Solutions be hiring these? Well, that's a question we need to ask. It, it is. Because if, if it's due to the fault of the the company, mm-hmm. not the city, why, right. why am I bearing the cost as a taxpayer? And it may be that the Blue Line pays for it, but the city wants more than what Blue Line has has in their contract. So they're working on getting more hiring officer, uh, hearing officers to clear up the backlog, and then you can go back to the regular. But the deal with the, the Blue Line Solutions money is that the council is now proposing a public safety special revenue fund, um, which they haven't had before, where part of this money would go directly to that fund and be used for public safety needs, whether it's new cameras downtown, whether it's uh, more police cars, what, what supplies, what bulletproof vests, whatever the need arises, mm-hmm. they could use for that. Now, as it stands now, 30% of the Blue Line Solutions money would go to that public safety fund. Another 30% to early childhood education. I'm not sure how that program is going to be handled or who's going to be getting that funding. We need to know more about that. 30% to streets and 10% to finan- the financial empowerment program. So, well, that's 100%. Mm-hmm. What does Blue Line get out of it? That's of the money we get from Blue Line. Oh, I mean, oh, take Blue okay. Line's cut out of it ahead of time before oh, what I they send okay. us. Now, the deal is, um, right now, the 30% of the money for current revenues would be about a million dollars. My contention is that, 
you know, more people are going to know those cameras are going to send me a ticket. So you're going to have way more people complying with the law and slowing down, which is the ultimate goal of this program is to slow people down to keep our kids safe. We all want our kids safe because you and I know for years and years and years there was a police officer in Monkhouse. Oh, yeah. He was there under every the day. Underpass, o- right. overpass there at uh, Monkhouse Drive. So eventually word got out and you just everybody slowed down when you got to Monkhouse. Everybody knew it. Everybody slowed down except the random people who didn't know about it coming in and out of the state. So ultimately the revenues from Blue Line are going to go down. So right now you take advantage of the higher revenues in the program and use it for public safety. But you do, you do need to know those revenues are going to decline as more and more people know slow down in these school zones. So, I, you know, we, we're going to talk with Tom Dark about that. And, you know, once the, the revenues from this pro- program decline, how are you going to continue to fund the public safety fund? Or is it just going to run out of money and then you do away with it? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. You're going to still have money from the speed trap. Ooh, did I just call it that? Oops, <laughs> well, edit that is, out. Really. What else can it be? Yeah, what else I mean, is it? I mean, it is, and it's uh, again, it's to keep the kids safe, and you know, it's a it's a technical deal that has had some technical flaws. Blue Line also promised to open up a local office. Anybody know where that is? You got an address? <laughs> is the office? Is I, I it open know. yet? I don't know. We need to find it. I need to go by there today and talk to. We them. need to now. Blue Line was really good last mm-hmm. year about reaching, uh, you know, reaching out. And, and they responding. were. They were. And they and they probably will today because they'll find out that we talked about them and they'll send me an email and we'd love to have them on the air. But, uh, you know, if they have opened a local office, I need to know about it. I want to know, you know, what are they doing there? Can people file complaints there? What's going on there? Because and we'll find out more about it because we're a couple weeks now from them ramping back up That's and those crazy. tickets are going to start firing off. Look for look for them in your mail. I want to know what phase we're in. Yeah. Where, where are we? How many school zones are left to cover? Mm-hmm, you're right. Mike and McCarty, 1017. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I don't understand how you accidentally lock a baby in a car. Yeah, I'm not. This is a Texas case. Um, is this is this because you're paying more attention to your damn phone? I'm not sure. He locked his keys in his car with his infant child. Probably gonna pump gas. Is that what I'm? It's kind of that's kind of what it looks like. It, it, they're at an HEB uh, grocery yeah, store. Grocery, over, yeah. Over, yeah, over in Texas. I, I didn't see any gas pumps or anything like that. Uh, I, I think he just. It, 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 from my understanding, from what I could gather from news stories and uh, social media posts, was he just he got out and he was gonna go get the baby out on the other side. But when he shut the door, oh. his keys were in it and the okay. door was locked. Okay, he was, okay. He was literally getting out to get the baby. From my understanding, I take oh. it back. Okay, and then realized what he had done. You know, and then trying to get in the car. And it was, it was, you Isn't know. Isn't there an, a window easier to break than the windshield? That's, that's was my other thought. <laughs> they they I broke mean, the front windshield. Right. Yeah. Why? Take out a side window. It much Opposite thinner. the baby. Yeah, yeah. If you're worried about glass getting on the baby, take a, take a window out. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Cause you're, A, you're breaking the most expensive window on the car, probably. Right. right. Thickest. 
and the biggest blast, right? And then to reach in and get the baby out of a seat through the windshield is going to be a trick, which we saw. I mean, you can see this video at keelnews.com. It's absolutely stunning. And, and you know, I have, this is embarrassing for me to admit, but I was going downtown um, Shreveport one day and I pulled up to park and I have both my boys in the back seat in their car seats and I locked the keys in the car as before I go to the back to get them out. For some well, reason, like the exact same thing. Right? Exact same yeah, thing he did. Right. I did the exact same thing, and I got out, and it was burning up hot. And thank God, I was right in front of the courthouse where there were um, deputies, and they came over with the the slim jim thing right, to unlock right. the car. So I didn't have too much of a panic. But today, can you use those on cars? Will they unlock today's car? Some uh, they will. Still, yeah, they're still. Because I was getting to the point where we were going to break a window. You know, if we had to, we're right. going to break a window and get the kids out. Because mine, mine had started to cry. You know, they started to, to boo-hoo because I couldn't get to them. And I'm trying to explain to them. they were 15 to un- and 17 at the time. Yeah, and didn't right? know how to unlock the door. No. <laughs> and I, literally, you point to the lock. You know, you're trying to explain to them, unlock it. Just unlock. Hit the unlock button. But... They couldn't figure it out, so I had to get the Slim Jim thingy to use to get it. But this is this was could have been deadly. I mean, this was how long did it last, Rube? It couldn't have been that long. I mean, with with everything going on, I mean, the video is only thirty seconds. Okay, but he, I think he had already like smashed into the windshield. When I was when with the happened. Bozier police, we used to carry. The Slim Jims in our, you know, I had a big okay. bag, Bozier, that you of know, everything all you kinds need, of yeah. Kinds. yeah. And then they said, we can't do that anymore. They they didn't allow us to carry those because uh, if you didn't know how to do it, or you even if you did, you could still damage the car. And then you get sued. And yeah. then, right. <laughs> and then the person, right, that you're uh, trying to help right. turns around and sues the department because you damaged their you damaged car. damaged their lock and their so lock. So they prohibited us at that point. I don't know if that's still effective. Uh, yeah. I, I think if a child is in danger, you know, and they're in a hot car. I wouldn't care. So whatever. What do I need to sign? Or a dog? You know? I mean, you don't. Oh, absolutely. A, a pet in a car. In in Aaron with the with the heat that we've got right now, it just takes a few moments absolutely. to become a dangerous situation. And, now uh, this yeah. guy, obviously, he didn't just walk off and he was distracted. This was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And 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 that he happens knew immediately. And we all do. He's not, he, he does not have the. The the monopoly on doing the dumb things. No. Or, and it was nice to see in the video how many people came to his aid. I mean, his car was surrounded by people that were willing to help. What can we do you know, to help you? And they got the baby out. Baby's fine. So thankfully, because we have tragedies, more than 30 kids died of heat stroke in vehicles last year. So the numbers are pretty high. Yeah. And it was higher than that the year before, 50 plus. So... Uh, be real careful because this is a very hot summer. Shreveport CAO Tom Dart joining us after the news. Top of the hour, Mike and McCarty, 101. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Is it time for football yet? No, it's getting close. We're we're 
month and two weeks out or something like that. What is it, September 3rd for the Tigers? Yeah. At Florida State. Yeah, that's going to be good. Training camp starts next month for the NFL, for mm-hmm. those who still follow the NFL. Right. I follow, I follow the NFL. Hey, I'm good with that. I like the Saints. I, well, I love the Saints. Mm-hmm. But, but I follow the Saints not the NFL. Yeah, I I get that. Much. I get that. I just love I love my New Orleans Saints. I like the Cowboys too. too. Don't please don't hear me say I don't like I like the Cowboys too. But if they're heads up, I'm a Saints gal. Just sorry. That's just the way I've always been. I was at Saints games wearing K and B bags. See? I never wore a bag. I did. Sorry. I didn't wear the bag. Yeah. I still got I still got a Dalton Hilliard jersey. Hang, wow. Hanging in my closet. Wow. I can't wear it. <laughs> it's, it won't fit me, but it's, I can't throw it away. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. Big fan. I want to ask you when we come back about this story you wrote yesterday. I'm a little curious about this new way to pay for groceries. <laughs> Can we talk about that when we get yeah, back? Of course. I'm a little bit worried about this. Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. See, Aaron, it, it's. I know some wives who would like that. <laughs> if you could put a chip in your husband, would you do it? Well, my husband wouldn't um, <laughs> exist for one thing. If your husband didn't care. Yeah, you can chip me if you want. Put a chip in. No, I know. Nobody would do that. Would oh, any- no, no, don't say, no, 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 don't say that. They're already talking about that. Putting computer chips in us, Pla- uh, placing chips in us. Oh yeah, there's a there was a uh, was it a TED talk or one of these forums? The mm-hmm. lady was sitting on the stage and and the guy was asking questions like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Oh, it can store this oh. data, and you'll be able to. And it's like they're wanting to chip us. Man, could we chip the governor? That would be fun. Let's chip the governor. With the self-destructive... Uh, <laughs> no, oh, no, no. I saw your piece about paying for your groceries with there, your palm. There, there's... Uh, uh, huh? Yeah, there's a new feature that's available through Amazon. If you have an Amazon One account, okay, uh, you can pay at Whole Foods. You don't even have to have your wallet or a credit card. Are you serious? You hold your hand over a scanner. You don't have to touch it. It's contactless. So you have a chip in your hand? No, it just reads your palm print. Are palm, you kidding? Palm prints are as as distinctive as fingerprints, okay? So I had to go in at some point and give them my palm print. Uh, well, you have to set it up through your Amazon account. I guess you do it on... I, I, in your Amazon wallet? or the, your, In the wallet, phone, I guess, on yeah. your phone. Wow. I don't know. I guess they, I'm not doing it. You know, I say that like it's some, I, but, but they read my face every time I unlock my oh, phone. Yeah. When you go it's to an airport, you go through all that. Yeah. And, and I use, and we used to use, you remember the fing, fingerprint when they had the home buttons? I remember how you had to set your fingerprint and read all right. this, set all that up. I went into, it's been about five or six years ago now. I go into a pizza establishment. And to and use my debit card or whatever to buy my pizza, and they and then the clerk said they had a little 
ink pad thingy or whatever down there by the chip reader and said, okay, we need to get your thumbprint. And I said, what? Wanted your thumbprint. Wanted my thumbprint to swipe, swipe my card to make sure the card matched me or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Right. And they said, well, we can't use your card then. You'll have to pay cash. I said, well, I don't have the cash. Um, not going to do it. Well, right. Then I'm we not giving you any more biometric information. Well, the system doesn't work unless you give us the thumbprint. And I said, well, the system's not going to work for me because I'm not paying, I'm not paying cash and I'm not giving you my thumbprint. Mm-hmm. And about three weeks later, this particular pizza. And you walked out without your pizza. I walked by the out way. without my pizza. Right. And three weeks later, that little thumb machine was gone. You know, if more people say not doing it, you know, businesses will go, "Whoa, this was too intrusive." But the palm thing's not mandatory. You can do it no, if you it's want. Not mandatory. It, you you have to have an Amazon One account. They'll still do credit cards and cash. Okay. Okay. And pay the normal ways. It's just a new option that they have that people you know think is cool. But it's like the- scanning groceries. You know the self checkouts now. Oh you, yeah. You just scan the groceries over the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that kind of thing contactless and it just reads your palm print so you don't even have to touch the palm on no, there you so you don't get it. anybody else's germs right that's kind of cool i don't understand why places that have even just touch pads you have to enter your four digit pin code right right why don't, why don't they have hand sanitizer handy oh, right there yeah because i'm touching, after, touching oh, that yeah. and then and then one of the grocery stores now they put a a, a little rubber case cover over it oh like yeah. that's what the hell? What is that helping? That's not helping at all. Yeah. <laughs> now the germs are on the rubber case instead of the keypad. My, You're still touching it. My worry is when I initially set up my palm print in my home, in my computer in my computer or on my phone. Who's now got my palm print? Oh, absolutely. The same people that have your face print and your you yeah. Know, and I thought of remember in this been a few years ago now the movie Minority Report. Which was futuristic. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept of that was pre-crime. Right. Going to arrest somebody for something that they are going to do, which yes. is very interesting. But you have my palm print now. But, but remember when they had the retina scanners? Yes. He, he went into the mall mm-hmm. and, and goes into Gap and the and the ad popped up. Well, hello, Mr. Anderton. Yes. Check out khakis in your size that mm-hmm. are now on sale. But 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 now my palm print, which you have... Can be used to spend my money. You follow me? That for me is like, yep, whoa. Well, yeah. Whoa. You've got my palm print. Oh, how, China got it. How invasive is too invasive? Oh, Before I'm, we can't trade without having the mark. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not getting a chip. I don't know that I'd put a chip no, in my husband either. No. no. CAO Tom Dark uh, going to join us after the top of the hour talking about the uh, special public safety revenue fund uh, from uh, the Blue Line Solutions Speed Zone cameras. That's coming up after the news. 1017F. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710 Keel. You said something during the break or, or right before the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made me think, when you do fast food, we're talking about eating out. Uh, I guess that was during the break. We were. Mm-hmm. If you do drive, do you do the drive-through very often? Very rarely. I don't like 
going through the drive-through. I just I don't trust it. Every now and then, like if I'm if I'm coming out of the pool and I'm still in my you know swim trunks, I'll go through the drive-through if I'm getting a salad or something like that. But otherwise, I'm typically going to go in. Typically. I would rather park and go in, even mm-hmm. if I'm getting it to go. Yeah. And I'm talking about at a fast food place. I'd rather park and go in and make sure I get what I ordered. Right, exactly. The the new survey shows, I'm stunned by this, 57% of Americans prefer takeout or delivery to dining in. 57%. Okay, so that, that brings up several questions. Why? Is it because the service is so bad now? Well, they say... And look, there's good servers out there. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. People say they prefer takeout because they it's enjoyable to eat it at home. It's more convenient. They can watch TV while they dine, and they don't have to cook or get dressed up to eat. And you don't have you to know? tip your wife. If you feel like... <laughs> You feel like you're, you know, if you're going out to eat, you feel like you want to get dressed a little better and, you know, you want to be more presentable if yeah, you're going to be out in the restaurant. Not anymore, is it? Uh, you're right. You're right. We're very casual. And and plus, you now, save money. You don't pay the 18% tip, you know, typically that you would pay if you dine out. So you save right. money there. Um, now, I do wear things around the house that I will not wear in public. Oh, absolutely. You know, like oh, yeah. I, I don't ever go barefoot. And so I have, uh, instead of slippers, I have Crocs because I had plantar fasciitis so bad okay. that those were comfortable. Okay. So those are my slippers. Oh, okay, what color are the they? House. I have a blue pair and a black pair. Okay, that's manly enough. That's uh, you, you oh, can, I do. I also have a bright orange pair that were Auburn uh, that my daughter when my daughter was at Auburn. You need to put those out with the tree branches. I will not. Uh, <laughs> I don't ever wear them. Um, but but I don't go barefoot. So, but I'm not going to go out. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to run down to Super One mm-hmm. wearing my Crocs. But to go outside to I'll just pick up on. something off the driveway, you're never going barefoot. No, I don't like going. No, really. No, no. you must have sensitive feet. Uh, yeah. And can anyone touch your feet? Well, sure. But it's not like. Ticklish I mean, jump, if, jump? No. Okay. No, but I mean, I've, I've gone and I've had a petty, you know. Um, okay. No. You got pretty, you got pretty feet. They're taken care of. We got way off in the weeds here talking about his where feet. That came from. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> Not where I was intending to go. Uh, from drive through to my feet. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I because if something's going to go wrong with your order, it's drive through and then you're uh, yeah. you're hosed. Who's going to drive all the way back to wherever it was? Oh, exactly. And say fix this. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Speaking of nice feet, CAO Tom Dark. I don't know. I've never seen a man's feet. <laughs> Gonna talk with us after the local news. 1017 FM. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline Shreveport CAO Tom Dart joining us. Tom, good morning, sir. Good morning. The Shreveport City Council is proposing creating a public safety fund revenues generated by uh, Blue Line Solutions tra- traffic fines 
What can you tell me about this uh, proposition? Well, what I think they're doing, you know, a lot of people when, when all the blue line stuff started last year, said, oh, this is just a money grab. What are you doing with the money? And I think what they're really trying to do is, is dedicate that money. It's almost like a congressional earmark in a way. They're, they're basically saying, okay, here's, here are the four places we want this money to go. And the public safety fund is one of them. It's going to get 30% of the, the blue line money. The streets fund is going to get 30%. And the other 40% is going to go to two, um, social services things that actually have, have worked very well. A, um, financial empowerment center that is run through United Way gets 10% of it. And the other 30% goes to an early, early start childhood initiative to try to get more low-income children to be school-ready. So that's what they're going to be proposing to do. Did the council come up with those percentages, or was that the administration or kind of a combination? That was actually the council. They had passed an ordinance last year trying to do this, and, and it ended up having some issues that they needed to fix, and this is actually kind of fixing that. But the, these are the council's priorities. Uh, as far as I know, we don't have any problems with them. Now, when Blue Line Solutions first proposed coming to the market, what wasn't there a plan on what to do with the money at that point? That was before we got here, so I couldn't tell you that. Okay. All right. Well, let's fair talk, enough. Let's talk about how much money is being generated. Um, what kind of dollars are we talking about for these funds? Blue Line has generated about $2.4 million since its inception. What we think a year's worth of, of, of that money will be for the 30% group is about seven hundred dollars to $900,000. A lot of it depends on, you know, it's a percentage, so it depends on, um, you know, how many citations get written. You, you hope at some point that people will be a little more obedient, you know, have a, a few less of them, but that just means the funds would get a little less. All right. So, so there, there is an allocation for that. I mean, obviously, as people realize, hey, school zones, they're all being tracked very heavily. I'm going to slow down. There are going to be less tickets. So that means the funding is going to be less. They've, they've allocated well, it, for that. It, well, you, you just allocate what you what you have. And so whatever mm-hmm. that number is, that's what it'll be. I mean, as a, for instance, the you know, the, the I think the initial use of the public safety fund is going to be to try to provide more technology you know, in the sense that it's it's gotten harder to to have enough officers, so we're trying to help them with technology. I think there's some some things the council has in mind for that. Streets, obviously, whatever money we get, we got plenty of uses for it. Um, so that's that's kind of where it's going. I mean, it it may get smaller over time. It hasn't yet. I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes when school starts in a couple of weeks. All right. You also mentioned during the council meeting yesterday that the administration also wants more hearing officers to deal with the backlog of appeals of these blue line tickets a um the city pays for the hearing officers or does blue line no these are these are assistant city attorneys generally who are already on the payroll okay and and you the original you, ordinance only said you could have one and we've got a backlog that's frankly way too long right now so we're trying to work that down by working more sessions a month and having the opportunity to have more um, assistant city attorneys do all this. How big of a backlog are do they have right now? I can't tell you exactly. I know it's 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 quite long, and we're trying to work it down. Now, Tom, originally Blue Line said they're going to install cameras in all of the school zones in Caddo Parish. They were doing it in phases. I think there were three original phases. Where are they on that? Are they are they still planning on covering every school zone in Caddo Parish? 
Well, I'm sure they're not going to be doing every one in Cattle Parish because there's a bunch of them outside the city. And as far as I know, they don't have an arrangement with Cattle Parish. Okay, so it's in the city um, limits, I mean. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to get them all. I think they'll, obviously there's some on state routes that, that they're not likely to do. I mean, like Erie Drive and places like that because um, it's just that's a whole different different game. But, you know, they're expanding slowly. What we're really trying to do for this school year is to get it where all the signage and all the all the signs that say, you know, you are going X miles an hour, all those are in, and we're trying to get to that point right now. Tom Dark, CAO for the city of Shreveport. I know when Mayor Tom Arsenault took over and the new council members took over, they told me that um, their number one complaint they were getting had to do with these tickets. Um is that still a problem or obviously summertime we're not we're not getting tickets but are we still getting a lot of complaints from the community about this program not nearly as many and we're trying to do something uh for this particular start of school uh blue line has paid for some just little you know obnoxious looking road signs that will tell people you're in the school zone and and our folks in traffic are going to put those out so that everybody will, you know kind of get the warning that okay schools back in session, you know, you need to slow down. Uh, you know, as much warning as there is now, you know, you got to ignore an awful lot to be speeding in, the, in one of those school zones. <laughs> and, and Tom, they, they blue line folks came to the council, kind of were called on the carpet, if you will, uh, after you guys took over and they pledged to make sure the flashing lights were working to better calibrate. And they also promised to open a satellite office in Shreveport. Has that happened? It has not yet. We have been trying to find a place inside the police building, and Chief Smith told me yesterday he thought they had one. There's, there's a little bit of renovation that's got to be done, but that's coming. Okay. Can you stay with us and talk about streets for a minute? Do you mind? No, I'll be fine. All right. This going to be fun. CAO Tom Dark uh, joining Mike and McCarty. Be back after the break. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Talking with CAO Tom Dark uh, uh, for the city of Shreveport. Tom, before we move on, I know uh, Aaron wants to talk about roads, but uh, on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, we are getting messages like uh, Uri Drive is needed with the with the traffic enforcement bird on King. I think they do have lights on Kings on um, Kings Highway. I mean, do Line they? Avenue uh, at Bird. Okay, um, I, there are there are some at Bird, but Bird's not. I mean, Line's not a state highway. Right. The state has different rules about what you can and can't do on their roads. Um, so Highway so 1 is, is a different Highway beast. 1, we have generally stayed off of that for, okay. for most of the enforcement. Like AC Steer, I think we enforce it on the side street. I think at Uri Drive, we're enforcing on the side street, but we're not enforcing on the on the main the main drag because the, the rules are just different. Tom, let me ask you about the um, putting 30% of this money into the street fund. Seems like a really good plan because we have, you know, a backlog of Amen. street projects. Um, Night Street, but uh, we won't go there. But um, sorry, sore you had subject. To do it. Yeah, you? I had to. I'm sorry. You had to do it. But I, I, Aaron, I am hoping to have good news for you on the air on the Night Street front sometime before the year's over. We'll see. Okay, we'll mark it on the calendar wow, I'm and we this will, down. Because the last time y'all bid it, no bids came in. July 25th. And so it was it was too high. But I'm wondering about in this in this heat. A lot of cities are dealing with these blow-ups in the streets that, you know, you, they just buckle in this heat. Are y'all having that issue happening right now? Aaron, I've seen a few. Um, 
you know the the con- you know this this has not been a kind year for concrete streets between really cold and really warm and all that. So yeah, you're going to get some of those this time of year. We just try to fix them as we can. Uh, I've, most of the ones I've seen, strangely enough, have been on Line Avenue or on Ellaby because mm-hmm. that's one of the places I drive a lot. But um, you know, obviously, whatever money we can put towards streets is going to be well uh, needed. The one thing also that, and I don't see that this in the allocation unless I'm, I'm missing something. Um, our infrastructure with like water mains and stuff. What are, where are we? We're now like, Aaron. What was the figure? Seven million. I mean, it was. Oh, it started that consent decree work started at three hundred fifty million, and it's now over a billion. I guess y'all are still battling with that. Any any uh, movement on that with the the feds? Uh, we're st- we're still talking. <laughs> Doesn't sound good, Tom. <laughs> We're still talking. Yeah, that, that's as far as I'm going with that one. We're still I, talking. I, I got you. Uh, street, that doesn't sound good. The street backlog of projects. Um, when you ask to find out, you know, how many streets need work? Where? How, how many sheets are you getting? How many sheets of paper do you get? Uh, how long is that list? Aaron, frankly, what I generally ask for is, okay, this is how much money I got. What can you do with that? Okay. Uh, because the other list would be, you know, a lot longer. You know, we we actually did some things um, earlier this year to put some more money towards streets, um, a little over almost $10 million that we didn't have otherwise. And some of that was to address some backlog of what had been promised a couple of years during the last administration and never really funded. Mm-hmm. But, you know, look, we could we could fund as much street work as, as we could possibly, you know, get money for what this, what is this the, extra million or so will be a, will be helpful okay uh, it would be nice to have more than that but you know look that this is every million helps here you bet and how is this administration prioritizing the streets that you do get to well it's a combination always of okay what do council members see and and citizens report to them what do citizens report to us what do our own folks, you know, see as they're out driving in the community? It ends up being a combination. Okay. And in this public safety fund that you're going to use some of this money for, you made mention during the council meeting yesterday that you, you don't really want to be specific about how it's used because the needs change. Is that kind of the point? Well, I mean, when you create a fund, you try to create it with as generic a purpose as you can because... You know, you don't want to tie it to exactly one category of public safety funding. This just says generally for the public safety and for the benefit of the fire and police departments, and that's what I think you're going to see. But I suspect you're going to see starting with technology mostly. And that cameras, I guess, t- a top priority? More cameras? Well, one of the things one of the things that we, we actually got a loan during the uh, Good Times Festival of a, a basically a trailer-mounted camera tower where we could survey, mm-hmm. you know, surveil the, the crowd from a distance and Send the the video back to the real time crime center. I, I think there's been some discussion about perhaps trying to get some of those, uh, like they have in the Lowe's parking lot kind so of that thing. That might be a, that might be a first possibility. Okay, well that, that's exciting news. And they're voting on that public safety fund. Does it have to lay over for two weeks? Yes, it does. It, okay, it, and basically the, the they're creating the fund this meeting and the next one, and probably one meeting behind that will actually start appropriating the money. Tom Dark, Shreveport CAO. I could get Night Street for Christmas. Did he say that? <laughs> you could get you. You just maybe might get Night Street oh, for Christmas wow. in July. Don't don't hold your breath yet, Aaron. Oh, Santa man. Dark. Tom, I'm hitting forty years here in May. Could I be driving on a new Night Street in May? Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be that quick. I promise. <laughs> 
they'll start it maybe. Okay. I'm excited. Well, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we're we're trying to work on some possible ways to, to do some additional street funding. And, and mm-hmm. if, if we find that money, then there's at least the possibility that night might be one of them. But is that yeah. – is that, is that I street? promise you'll be, you'll be the you, – you, after Jim Tolliferro, will be the first person to know. But is that street really trafficked enough to worry about? Oh, Aren't there wait, bigger priorities? Wait a minute. Stuff's getting thrown in the studio. Stuff's getting thrown. It's only from the 2011 bond issue. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on you, Tom. I apologize. She just threw glass items at me. It's not going to work. <laughs> um, no, bottom line is that, you know, that is a street. When, whenever we come up with some additional funding, we got to do. Because we promised it a good while back. And. Yes, it needs the work. Uh, we've tried to maintain it as best we can, mm-hmm. even doing some work this year on the end near the Y. But, you know, yes, it needs more more work, and we're going to try to do it. Whatever we do, you know, rather than kind of halfway do it, we're going to try to get it and get the money and do the whole thing the way it's supposed to be done. Exciting news. Thank Tom, you, Tom. Tom Dark, CAO, City of Shreveport. Uh, have a great week, Tom. Thanks for t- talking All with right, us this morning. All right, y'all have a morning. good day. Thanks. Mm-hmm. 101.7 FM, 7- Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Oh, I'm going to win tonight. This no. is my night. I'm hoping you do. It is, what is it now, up to 820? Eight hundred twenty million dollars. That's pretty substantial. That's a lot. Now, is that mega millions? Mega millions. So there's a difference in mega millions and Powerball. Yeah, mega millions is Tuesdays and Fridays. Powerball is Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, I think. And um, the the eight twenty. And you play both of them. If they get over two hundred million, yeah, it's, I'm not playing for chump change. I'm just playing for the big bucks. <laughs> Stop laughing, You've both had of you. So much luck so far. I know I'm burning, rolling in dough. Uh, cash options four twenty two. Take a third of that off, about one twenty two or whatever for um, taxes. So I'll get a check for three hundred Powerball, Mega Millions. Okay, Mega Millions. So I'll get a check for about three hundred. I thought that million. was eight hundred. It's eight twenty million, but the lump sum oh, is oh, four twenty two. My cash option. So I'm gonna pay my taxes right away, and I'm gonna walk off with about three hundred million. And if I do, I'm paying for Night Street number one. And are you still going to live there? Would you change? Um, how much of your lifestyle would you change? I would keep my townhouse probably. I probably would keep it for my children, or rent it, or to somebody who needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably have another house here in town somewhere else. Um, I'd have a beachfront condo as well that I would share my time between the two communities. This is home for my children. This is where they, you know, they grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I would spend a lot of time in Baton Rouge. My brother's there. Um, Atlanta. I have another brother in, in, in Alpharetta, Georgia. So I, you know, I don't know. I would do a lot of traveling. You're going to find me on a lot of, uh, cruises in those big suites up at the front at the top. Um, but so, I would still have a home base here. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. That's a lot of money. Though. There's so Gosh. many things that I would love to be able to do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I just saw a post from the Humane Society. Remember, they were, they were, they needing dog food for yes, crying out loud. Yes, right. I mean, fund them for 10 years. Oh, you absolutely. Know, just go, hey, you guys, 
and, and do that. Now, I don't know the logistics of how all that would work. You know, my mm-hmm. financial guy may go, you can't do that. Right, exactly. But you, you know, you have, you have, you'll have to get a financial person first and make sure you get a, you know, everything in order. And I have people that I'm going to give some money to. There are a few people on the if list. If you had the winning ticket, how long would you take before you went forward to claim it? How long do you have before they go, well... You have 180 days, I think. And then you lose the money? Even um, if you produce a winning ticket? I think you do lose the money. Okay. I probably would go see... Um, you know what I would probably do? And I, I, don't know, I don't know if anyone knows Susan Moffat. You can tell her I'm talking about her. I would probably take the winning ticket down to her and show it to her and go, I'm coming back for four cars, but I want one now. And here's my ticket. And I bet she would let me take a car. If I'm coming back for four more, she'd let me take one so what, car wait, then. Why, why are you getting five cars? Oh, I don't know how many. I'll, I'll give, you know, each of my children will get one. I have a couple of close friends I'd probably buy a new vehicle for. But I want to get one Ruben, of the Porsches. what do you want? What car do you want that she's going to buy us? Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. Okay. Porsche or Audi is what she's selling down there. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was thinking uh, Moffitt or Volkswagen. No, no. I'm, I'm going to the Porsche or the Audi Porsche, dealership. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Audi then for sure. Audi, Audi for me. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll see. I, mean, I don't think y'all are on the car list. <laughs> There's only a few people on the car list. Can I get on the motorcycle list? Maybe, Ooh. maybe. Yeah, I want to go check out that new bit, that great big Indian chief. The oh, big yeah. Retro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I got to go buy my tickets because I, I haven't done that yet for tonight, but I'll be doing that today. Well, go get your tickets. Mm-hmm. We want you to win. I know. 1017 F. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I don't have time to get into this like I would like to, but this whole thing, how left, how radical has the Democrat Party become? Okay, Mm -hmm. think about this. The party of Ilian Omar now in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are now ostracizing their excommunicating Democrat royalty. The heir of Camelot, RFK Jr. Oh, oh. I mean, they're, they're, they can't distance themselves Fast enough. What did he do to them? From well, because he's not towing this, mm. you know, this current Democrat party line, like, right? Like vaccines, and you have to, you know, he's a huge anti-vaxer. I think he's an anti-vaxer. Uh, I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't agree with with. All of that vaccines have done very, you know, I mean, been invaluable in the progression of our society. Um, Scott McKay had a, a great quote, and, and I'll read you what he's talking about, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And, and and what's happening to him through his own party. And, and I'll quote, he says, it's a fairly historical moment if you understand what this is. This is the plaintiff wail of the displaced, disenfranchised, 20th century liberal. He's old school, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. It's the case study why you shouldn't use the word liberal to describe today's Democrats. They're not liberals. There's no liberty in anything they do 
unless that's to maim or kill children or engage in licentious sexual behavior. What they are is Marxists and fascists. They're the ones, they're the people who busily persecute liberals like RFK Jr. And this is something that he says here that I thought was interesting too. RFK is getting more publicity on Fox News, you know, and, and the the quote conservative media outlets mm-hmm. than he is. And in, 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 uh, he says it's interesting that Republicans are the ones giving him a platform, not Democrats. Right. That right. Should tell you something. Yeah, he's looking like he's going to be a you know a candidate to run against Biden, and and they don't. Well, he's want definitely him. going to be in the mm-hmm. in the yeah the primary. Right. But now, how far he gets, I, I don't think it will be very far. We'll see. So, but it's just how how incredibly <laughs> left have they become when one of their poster boys of the Democrat Party literally the too conservative for them the yeah kennedys <laughs> right right <sighs> for crying out loud you got to be far left to be popular among some of the democrats i guess and and they are just out and out censoring him and trying to shut him up i mm. mean it, it it's almost like he, it's almost like he's the vp in the trump campaign you know the vp <laughs> yeah. candidate no right. you can't have him um, it was just interesting to me the 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 reception that he's gotten mm-hmm. and, and it you know and because he's not towing this green new deal and that's all that they're after now and and, oh, yeah. and again you have to wonder why mm-hmm. well, follow the money question it absolutely follow the money 1017 fm 17 Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. So Night Street's about to get redone. <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't know about that. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> I, you know, I maybe for it's Christmas. Exciting news. Get a Christmas gift. If <laughs> not just to shut you up. I mean the, I know, the just I know. Get, <laughs> People get mad at me because I come completely, and it's not—it's not about Night Street. It really is not about Night. And, and we want tomorrow. I want Ruben. I have a project for you. I want you to find it's not about the nail. Okay, remember it's that. Not about the nail. It's not about the nail on YouTube. I want to play that tomorrow. This okay. is not about Night Street. Wait, I'm writing it down. This is about in 2011. We went and voted for projects. We had a list of projects that this bond proposal was going to pay for. Night Street was one of them. Night Street was going to get widened. It was going to get sidewalks and lighting and repaved. Sidewalks, lighting, repaved. Sidewalks to where? Well, there's a Walmart there now. Do you know how many people walk from all those apartments up to that Walmart? Okay. okay. Every day. I see tons of people. Moms with their babies. A lot of people are walking. Um, kids are getting the bus to go to schools out there. They really need sidewalks. So 2011, here we are a dozen years later, nary a shovel of dirt has been dumped. We've done, we've done some moving of the, the, uh, utility lines. Some utility stuff's been done, but we ain't dug the first shovel. They put it out for bids. 
came in, nobody bid on it because we didn't price it high enough. I mean, I we didn't have listening. a price. Of. So are they are they expanding to a four lane or with no, a no, turn no, lane just, and all no, that? No, no, no. They're just they're just going to overlay it. I mean, okay. they're just going to resurface it. And again, lighting and sidewalks and resurfacing the road. They may do the uh, a center lane further along. I'm not sure. They have a center turn lane there by the Walmart, which is fine. It doesn't need right. to be widened. It's fine like it is. But for crying out loud, when you wait it, you wait from 2011 when we voted on it, and now, and now other streets have become priorities. You know, higher priorities. And Night Street is like you know rattling your teeth when you drive through it. So when Tom Dark said we might have good news for me by the end of the year for Night he, Street. He said that mm-hmm. as as if there were something happening. I mean, he was... I, I don't know. That was pretty funny. Well, I'm going to go look at the RFPs and see if Night Street RFP is listed. And because, you know, I follow all that kind of nonsense. Well, yes, you do. And That's it's what some, makes you good at what you do. Whatever, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's dreadful for me that we wait 11 years, 12 years to get to projects that we voted on. And don't bring me another bond issue until Night Street's done. I'm telling you, I'll be ranting and raving against it. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710.